right, hello and good evening to everybody out there. You're watching Amateur Radio Roundtable. This is a show about ham radio. It's called Amateur Radio, and we're glad to have you tonight. And if you're out there listening on uh, shortwave on WBCQ 7490, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, please send us an email uh, to tom at w5kub.com, tom at w5kub.com. We'd love to hear from you and let us know where you are and how you're hearing the station tonight. And uh, if you'd like to join us on the show, we're on every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Just go to w5kub.com and you can click on video chat and you can chat with us real time and uh, you can watch the show. So we thank you for being with us. Um, I want to ask everybody, if you will, join our Facebook group. Uh, We're hitting about 13,000 members in this group for our uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable now. So uh, it's a great ham radio, great ham radio uh, uh, group you can get on. Post anything you want, questions, let's talk, uh, you know, technical issues, let's talk electronics, whatever you want to talk about, we'll talk about it in that group. Just search for W5KUB, we'll get it, or you can type in Amateur Radio Roundtable, but the short thing is just type in W5KUB and you'll be there. Uh, Hey, uh, if you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And I'm helping you out there, I put a little arrow right there for you to find the subscribe button. It should be down here somewhere under that arrow, so... Uh, please uh, please subscribe. It helps us uh, build our channel up. It helps YouTube to advertise our show uh, to other people that are looking for, you know, similar radio-type uh, videos. All right, let's see. I'm trying to think what else we got here. Uh, Glenn came over this weekend. We made a couple videos and worked on a couple of things. Uh we might get into one of them tonight. Don't think we're going to have time to do both of them. And we've got a special guest with us tonight. And we're going to talk about the Huntsville Ham Fest coming up here in just a couple minutes. Man, that's our favorite. We cannot wait to go. We go a day early, stay a day late. Oh, man. Love it. Can't say can't say more about it. Hey, Glenn, how you doing at, uh, down here in Mississippi tonight, man? Well, you mean aside from being able to cook a whole steak on the sidewalk? Oh, I mean, man. it is hot. Well, yeah, and I'm just looking at the uh, forecast here, and it's showing us the next few days we're going to exceed 115. I guess that's the uh, feels like temperature, but oh, the, it's going to yeah, it's going to be uh, over 115 degrees here, I think, and uh, um, it's going to be a little cooler than that, just a little bit to the west of us on the other side of the river. It's going to be 115 or less. But from the river over this way, it's going to be 115 or more. So we happen to be in the high, you know, the high uh, temperature area there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is just cooking. But uh, aside from that, I've been getting stuff done. Um, got another project finished for the next book and getting ready with my all-new forum at Huntsville. And uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, looks like they've got me up at 9 a.m. Saturday morning. So... You know, get your coffee and come on over. But uh, it's an all-new Arduino forum, like nothing you've seen before, let's put it that way. Uh, And it's not what you expect it to be. 
But uh, getting ready for Huntsville, I was telling Mark before we started, I cannot believe that Huntsville has rolled around again already. Seems like we were just in Huntsville. Yeah, well, hey, I, we could stay there all the time as far as oh, I'm yeah. concerned. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wish they did it two and three times a year. Yeah, we're going to talk to, we're gonna talk to Mark in a minute. We can't, <laughs> let's see if we can't get this thing twice a year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, look, let's not waste any time. Let's bring in Mark Brown, N4. Is it? Yeah, N4BCD. I got it right here. That's the easy call to remember. Hey, Mark, uh, how you doing, man? Come on in here and talk with us. Hey, good evening, Tom and uh, and Glenn. Yeah, I'll ignore that comment about uh, doing it twice a year. <laughs> You'd ignore it, man. It'd be so good. It's all we can do to to, do, to pull off one a year. Uh, it's it's a labor of love, and we love doing it. But uh, I'll tell you what: after after the event, we'll take a, a month of well deserved downtime and start planning for uh, for 2023 again. But uh, yeah, it's looking like a great show again this year, Tom. Uh, it's it's just it's wonderful uh we were as as you know we were we were the first big ham fest to return after covid and uh in in 20 uh in 2021 our attendance was down a little bit uh we're expecting a really good crowd this year based on the online ticket sales and the number of vendors we have already signed up uh we're if you remember uh back in 2019 uh, we had 80,000 square feet in what at the Von Braun Center uh, South Hall uh, 2. And uh, to make things work for the social distancing and everything, in 2021, we expanded into South Hall 1 to, to make uh, 140,000 square feet. And, uh, you know, it was so well received. We, we, we spread out. Uh, yeah. Everybody yeah. had space. Uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, I mean, you got some. You got some space in this place. Let me tell you, it's you, huge. You, you guys yeah. can grow it, man. We can, and uh, actually, we have a wait list right now. We have sold four hundred of those flea market tables, and we have a wait list. Uh, we've got a board meeting next week where we will decide. Uh, maybe add a add a couple more rows. Uh, we'll we'll see about that. But uh, it, it's looking like a great show. Um, it's it's bigger. It's we're all spread out. And it's air conditioned, you know. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> that's yay, all that matters. Yay. It's it's all air conditioned. Even the flea market. Uh, you guys in Memphis and Mississippi. Uh, I drove uh, over to Dallas the weekend of the Fourth of July, and uh, it was it was just incredibly hot. But it, in hindsight, it turned out to be the cool part of July. Uh, Dallas has 108 degrees today. Looking at 110 tomorrow. Uh, it's 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 hot, but uh, like I say, we'll be air conditioned. And uh, actually, we've we've had some complaints on Sunday morning that it's so cool in that uh, in that Von Braun Center, and that's a good problem to have, I think, <laughs> because it it just makes it pleasant for everybody. Well, yeah, it's cool in there, but hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain. I, uh, c- cool to me is better than hot. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, Glenn mentioned a minute ago that he saw the forum uh, list and schedule. Uh, I talked to one of our other forum uh, uh, presenters. Uh, I I ran, just just came across him at a county commissioners meeting tonight, and he mentioned the schedule is out. Um, I have not seen it yet, and so uh, what's it worth to you? Well, I, I will see it because we're going to post it uh, 
Thursday is uh, T minus 30 days. And uh, that's our launch window. Uh, T minus 30 days, we're going to uh, uh, declare we are go for launch. And uh, we're going to put the uh, put the schedule on the web. And so I guess uh, I guess our, our coordinator gave you guys an advanced preview just to make sure everything was good. Right. And, and uh, we were supposed to have our response back by tonight. So he's okay. finishing it up. Good. So that's all working out. And we'll have yeah. that schedule posted for everybody to see, along with the descriptions uh, about you know what Glenn is doing, uh, what uh, what the photo guy is doing and when. So uh, we're looking forward to having that out uh, probably Thursday <clears throat> morning. Well, hey, 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 Mark. Here's a question already in the chat room here, and, uh -huh. and I don't want to get you out of out of sequence here. What you're talking about, but they're saying, you know, what about adding a, a third day? A third day? Let's see, you're Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. How about adding a Friday? If you well, can't do it twice a year, how about a Friday? It's there are so many factors that determine uh, these these ham fest events. Uh, the avail the availability of the vendors. Uh, they budget. And uh, they earmark their travel plans uh, sometimes years in advance, at least one year in advance. Uh -huh. They know where they're going to be uh, come August. Uh, the third weekend in August is Huntsville. Uh, a certain weekend in May is Dayton. A certain uh, weekend in February is Orlando. And it, it's just, we feel like we're right-sized. Uh, we've had vendors or visitors uh, come up to us at, uh, at other venues and uh they say Huntsville is right-sized. Uh, it's not a tremendous walk to get out to the flea market. It's just uh, it literally at the other end of the hall. So, uh, no, we have no plans to uh, to go to three days. Hey, no, man. Two hey, days this, this is, is really hey, just right. This is what I love right here. This is, <laughs> the, this is the best part, man. Oh, that I is, wish. That is the covered second-floor walkway between the Embassy Suites Hotel and the... Uh, the upper floor of the uh, uh, the Von Braun Center. You're down a set of spiral staircases, and you're at the Hamfest. Oh man, I love it! I love it. Now, I didn't get the Embassy Suites this year. They needed a three-day <clears throat> reservation, and I'm not going to do that. So I'm staying, you know, a couple miles away. Yeah, unfortunately, downtown Huntsville uh, uh, hotel space is is really at a premium until some new hotels uh, come online. Right, and uh, it's been it's been difficult to. Uh, to get uh, the good rates and it's getting harder and harder for us well but I, I do like that and you know the forum rooms are over in the embassy suite so <clears> it's <throat> a, a simple walk across that hallway to get to the forums so it's you know you don't care about the weather outside once you're in right and, and i tell you you guys have got some great setups too i mean you guys go uh, all the way out man to make things look good now look at that booth right there you just can't get much who is that I don't know, but oh. he's taking up too much space. Oh, oh man, let me get out here. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, man. Okay. Oh, gee. Hey, I, I guess I, I'm sorry, Mark. I interrupted you. I got a few pictures we'll go through here in a minute, but let's keep yeah, talking. Sure. Uh, go ahead and tell us more. Well, okay. Uh, uh, we got, uh, of course, Tom at W5KUB will be there uh, for Amateur Radio uh, Roundtable. Uh, uh, Neil Rapp is coming, Ham Talk Live. And he's also asking about uh, uh, setting up a Yoda uh, Youth on the Air exhibit. Uh, Don Wilbanks uh, from Amateur Radio Newsline. Uh, last year, they, they did the uh, virtual presentation of the, the Bill Pasternak uh, Young Ham of the Year Award. Uh, that will be uh, done live this year. 
And I think Don is going to announce that winner uh, in, in his program tomorrow night. Uh, but the YouTubers, uh, Jason Johnson, uh, uh, K8MRD, Mike uh, from Texas, uh, several of the YouTubers bunch are, will be there covering covering the event. And uh, so we're looking, uh, George Thomas and, and several other guys from Amateur Logic, uh, I think three of them uh, will be there. So lots of coverage uh, on the on the social media. Uh, the DX Banquet. The DX Banquet on uh, on Saturday night, I think it's in a, maybe the 38th or 40th year. They've been doing this a long time. Well, they've upped their game. Uh, they're going to a, uh, a different venue away from a hotel that's going to have better food and a bigger venue. And they're hosting Ward Silver, uh, N0AX, I think it's called. Everybody knows Ward. Uh, he'll be their, their guest speaker. Uh, the league is bringing uh, David Minster, uh, Rick Roderick and his wife Holly. Um, Bill uh, Bob Enderbitson will be here. Yvette or uh, what is her name? Uh, don't quote me on this. Maybe Kathleen or Yvette. I'm not sure. But uh, Steve Goodgame, uh, he's the uh, education and learning manager. He'll be coming and uh, he'll also be doing a forum. So uh, a lot of guys from the league will be here. Of course, the Southeastern Division Director, Mickey Baker. Uh, the Delta Division Director, David Norris. Uh they're both uh, regulars at the Huntsville Hamfest. Of course, Roger Parsons, the Alabama section manager. So we'll be well. Uh, the league will be well represented there. Um, Youth Lounge. I think Dr. Monty Bateman is in his thirteenth year with he and his wife doing the Youth Lounge. Uh, we just heard today from Flex Radio that uh, they'll be sponsoring the Youth Lounge and they'll be featuring <coughs> remote ham radio. Uh, a couple of college kids will be setting up. Uh, those uh, virtual stations that connect to uh, pretty much uh, literally uh, contest-grade stations throughout the country. And uh, coincidentally, uh, NAQP phone is the same weekend as the Huntsville Ham Fest. For the contesters, if you really need a fix, uh, you can go sit at one of those radios and uh, and run stations for, uh, you know, whatever time they'll let you. So uh, I'm looking forward to that on Sunday during some downtime, just get on a Get on a radio and and, uh, and play. Uh, got an adult soldering class that was that went over real big uh, last year. Uh, we do that on Sunday morning, but uh, uh, Joe Eisenberg has has helped us with that, get it started, and uh, it's a little uh, I don't know seven dollar blinky light kit uh, through hole soldering. But uh, the, you know you'll you'll learn the basics of, of soldering on a on a small kit and take the kit home with you. So we're looking forward to. Uh, featuring that again uh card checking by the by the dx club uh they do that at the uh north alabama dx club table so uh folks that uh, are looking for dxcc or uh, one of the other awards can can uh, bring their cards in have them checked and carry them home the same day but uh, lots of lots of good stuff uh did uh you had some pictures tom i do and uh let me see if i can't get them up here let's see 57 Let's see if we can bring some of them up. Mm. Of course, I'll mention that our friends from Dayton and our friends from Orlando are yeah. coming. And we'll have uh, uh, booths for them. Uh, we work very closely together and uh, trade best practices. Uh, it's not a competition. We just uh, are good friends, and, and we, we really we learn from each other. 
Yeah, it's going to be fun to be able to see them and talk to them, too, again here this coming month. Hey, you know, the thing I've noticed here when looking at these pictures, this isn't just a a junkyard outside. I mean, this stuff, I'm looking at a lot of really clean, nice, used equipment uh, in its free market. Uh, Here's some of the older uh, uh, radios here. Uh, I guh I guess that's Collins. And let's see. Look, look at the antique stuff right there. I mean, that is all shiny and pretty, man. That's, yeah, uh, that's that's the Alabama uh, Radio Historic uh, Historic Radio Society. I can't remember the title of them. Uh-huh. Uh, they're down in Birmingham, and uh, I'll be curious to see what they bring this year because uh, they lost some storage space, and some of it came up here to a new museum that's about to open uh, for for vintage and uh, historical radios. So they may they may have even more stuff this year. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, so cool to look at there. Uh, Helicrafters, I think, and I don't know. Let's see. It looks like a Johnson Matchbox. Yeah, Johnson Matchbox there. Yeah. Cool. They're checking. Looks like part of my first station. Checking a box. Uh, of course, they were there. They'll be there again this year. Yeah, they'll be here. I mean, look how clean this stuff looks like. It looks in the uh, out in the flea market. It, it just it's just cool, man. Look, you can buy a red phone here. I got one here, just like that. Maybe I need to pick that up if he still got it this year. Yeah, my understanding is the last place that phone was used was in the White House. <laughs> yeah, it may have been, man. Talk about meters. Now I'm looking for a meter. Now, hey, hey, you know, uh, Mark, we were talking about building an RF amp meter. I've got a yeah. real nice little simple. It doesn't take much to build an RF amp meter. I just need to pick me up a, a, a toroid, and I want to pick me up a nice little meter to use, you know, maybe, you know, down, you know, 10 or 25 or 50 microamp full scale. And this guy here, it looks like he's got meters, so I'll probably pick me up some meters this year while I'm there. Look at that. He's got them. Wow. Yes. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, they definitely have one of the best flea markets yeah. around in terms of just the variety of stuff. It's one of those I really need to bring me a wagon or a wheelbarrow every time I go. That uh, that tray of parts that uh, that reminds me of, that probably looks like uh, Tower Electronics, uh, Scott and Jill Cole. Yeah, I think uh, fixtures at, at Huntsville. Looking forward to seeing those guys again. Yeah. Look at there, solar. You want some solar panels? That stuff there's, is new. Yeah, and there's uh, a yes, friend, uh, the red Ron draping. Ron, the red uh, draping there indicates that's a that's a new vendor, a new equipment vendor. Uh-huh. Ah. There's a uh, gold medal uh, ideas. I guess Amy there. I don't know where Ron is, but he'll he'll be there again this year. Yep. Looks like they're uh, they've been uh, they were very busy the last year. I'm sure they will be again this year. They'll be donating some hats, too, guys. We're going to be giving away some of the gold medal uh, idea hats for you guys, ham hats. So that's going to be one of the prizes. Uh, Collins gear. Man, I've, I've just got the itch. I don't have room for it, but I've got the itch. I might. I'd love to buy me a KWM2, maybe, or or maybe, you know, the, the separate receiver and the transmitter. Yeah, I'm, I might just have to pick something up this year. Pretty. Yeah, that's a beautiful stuff. Yeah, look at look at this look at this stuff. Look at this old helicrafters. Thing's shining, man. I mean, it is so clean. Yeah.
And uh, depending on how you guys set up, uh, ICOM is probably going to be uh, uh, right across from us, kind of within eyesight of us there. If, uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen a new layout. I, yeah. I have to admit, uh, uh, Tom. But uh, yeah, that looks like Will Jordan. Yeah. Uh, from ICOM, uh, and their fold-out uh, uh, array of uh, it's basically an ex a pre prepackaged exhibit. They they roll that into place. Uh, open up the doors and everything is set up and ready to go. Yeah, uh, you online you have the 2022 floor map. Uh, it's already out there. I've looked at it and if, I know it, I know at, it may be some changes coming. Yeah, but. if you look at the date, I think it's February. Uh, that was an yeah. early, early edition. Uh, uh -huh. Things will change. We'll get things uh, nailed yeah. down in the next week or two. Yep. This is what. Uh, Wolf River Coils. Yeah, Wolf River Coil there. Really good, high-quality stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're glad to have them. Yeah. So, we're, hey, man, it's going to be fun. We're we're really looking forward to uh, getting down there, man. Hey, uh, hey, you know, people. a lot of people probably don't know this, but uh, there is a restaurant inside the Civic Center there. Were you aware of that, Mark? In the North Hall. Yeah, it's in the North Hall. It's a long walk. That's a big building, man. It's it's a good walk. Yeah. But, uh, it's a very, very good restaurant. I have not eaten there yet. Uh, but the AC Hotel uh, across the street from the embassy is yep. also, uh, they, I think they even have a name, Chef. Uh, yeah, hey, it's, really, it's a really good, good place. Food. Good place to eat. And, and it's a good walk. You'll get your exercise. That's a big building. Uh, man. You, you you know walk about a half a mile this way and then turn walk about a half a mile that way and i never saw a building so big but don't worry at the end there they got good food and uh good atmosphere there so i'm, I'm glad they added that because i think the restaurant at the hotel went away a, a couple of years ago they're working uh they, they've remodeled the breakfast area at the embassy suites and uh it's open along with the uh the manager's reception in the afternoon and evening <clears throat> Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, they're getting the furniture uh, for the restaurant and bar on August 1st. Uh, they should uh, start some trial runs. This is the latest information I heard. But uh, they may or may not be open uh, by the time uh, the Huntsville Hampest rolls around on August 2021. Right. Well, Ruth Chris used to be in there, and they moved out. But uh, I, I, I loved Ruth Chris. They were a little expensive, but I, I still they had good quality food, you know. Oh, there's so many good brew houses and uh, and pizza shops uh, up the street from uh, from the Von Braun Center. No one, nobody will go hungry. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm actually going over a day early just so I can spend the afternoon over at the, the Rocket Center. Yeah, that'll be uh, that's nice. Uh, we I think last year we went out there, and uh, let me just tell all our viewers here if you. If you uh, haven't been out to the Space and Rocket Center, when you go to uh, uh, the Ham Fest, you ought to do it. Go out there. You can spend a half a day easy, maybe a little longer out there, and uh, uh, see a lot of the space stuff. I'll just say space stuff. Is there a better word for that, Glenn? No. Um, <laughs> just exhibits, space stuff. I mean, they even have uh, Werner von Braun's suitcase with an <clears throat> Eastern Airlines luggage tag on it. And my dad used to work for Eastern Airlines, so I thought that was cool. We yeah. we had a great uh, a radio story from uh, from a couple of weeks ago. Um, in exchange for uh, the Space and Rocket Center 
allowing the Huntsville Radio Club to use a field in front of the Marriott Hotel, uh, we agreed, we, the Huntsville Radio Club, agreed to to put, uh, to do a, uh, a special event station for the 40th anniversary of Space Camp. Mm-hmm. And so two weekends, uh, the weekend before field day, uh, we mounted up uh, with Gigaparts help, uh, we set up a couple of radio stations in the back there where all the all the rockets are, what they call Rocket Park. And uh, we even had a satellite station. And uh, so we made a bunch of contacts and, and demonstrated to visitors and passersby uh, what ham radio is, uh, adults and kids. Well, later in the day, this uh, we were making satellite contacts, uh, one to the International Space Station. Well, later in the day, there was another pass. Uh, the guy running the station made the contact using the K4S, Kids Force Space, special event call sign we had. Then he handed the microphone over to a girl, a space camp girl. She made, she called using the club call sign, and the astronaut in space came back to the space camp girl. That's cool. So how cool yeah. was that? Yeah. Well, that... Yeah. Oh... Well, any anything new you got going this year, or anything, um, or, or is it about all, you guys have got this thing worked out pretty fine tuned? I, I think we do, we do, Tom. Um, that to, to answer the question, anything new? Well, there's always new forums. Uh, uh-huh. Glenn is gonna he's keeping he's keeping his forum under under some tight wraps. He's he's got some news to share in Huntsville, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, we have a, a new forum uh, pres- uh, presenter. He's actually from up here in uh, in Lincoln County, Tennessee. Uh, he's new to the hobby, but uh, it's he's got a, a, a POTA exhibit. He, he's gotten himself into POTA along with his wife, who's licensed, uh, KO4JBB, KO4JBC, and KO4JBD. It's a family of hams, and they go out and do POTA. Well, he's going to do a program, a forum on Sunday morning, uh, right after the YouTubers bunch, but uh, I'm looking forward. To, he's 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 really it's been a, a voyage of discovery for him, and he presents it in a way uh, of a newcomer, not a seasoned ham. And so it, it's a very interesting show, and I, I'm uh, I'm sure that uh, many folks that are thinking about getting into the that aspect of the hobby will learn a lot from him and walk away inspired to try it. Um, of course, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, what's new. Well, we have a, a YL breakfast every every year on Sunday morning. It's a Dutch treat uh, where the uh, young ladies, uh, any any anyone's welcome, really, at a local restaurant uh, for the, the YL hams uh, to get together. Uh, I mentioned the soldering class. Uh, that's That was new last year, but uh, I guess it's still new this year. We learned that uh, one of the things we learned last year was don't uh, don't power up a home-built kit on an aluminum tray. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. see Glenn yeah, it laughing. Doesn't, it doesn't do nice things to the tray. Right. So, uh, yeah, we learned a little bit there. Uh, we got some great door prizes. Uh, uh, Saturday, the grand prize is an FTDX-10, uh, Yesu. It's a great radio. And then on Sunday, we got the IC-9700. Uh, oh, no, wait a minute. A- I'm buying one of those, so I just need to wait until Sunday? Well, buy a ticket. <laughs> oh, uh, shoot. Yeah. Buy yeah, one buy, ticket? Buy no, ticket. no, no. Tom and I are in so competition. One t- hey, it, it only takes one ticket to win. That's yeah, right. Tom, but I've seen what you and Joe Eisenberg buy, and i got to play keep up. Well, it, it's just kind of a 
friendly competition between us. That, that's all so that, that uh, is. That website Tom is uh, scrolling through, it couldn't be easier to remember. Hamfest.org. Hamfest.org. Yeah. And uh, you can click on the uh, purchase tickets link, uh, save some time on Saturday morning. And uh, it's going to be a great show. We're, <laughs> we're very excited. So Saturday 9 a.m. until 4 Saturday 9 a.m. to 4.30, and then Sunday 9 a.m. to 3. And your prizes, let's see, you have to, I think you have to be there for the big prize on Saturday, but you don't for the big prize on Sunday. Is no, that right? That's just the opposite, Tom. Oh, you the do opposite? not have to be present on Saturday, but you do have to be present on Sunday. Okay. All right. Oh, uh, let's see. we got late breaking news here. Major door prize each day. Ooh. Plus hourly. Yep. Okay. ARL. I'll just win another AWRL gift certificate. Going to host the uh, ARL Southeastern Division convention. All right, that's that's cool. We're uh, we're biding our time. Uh, last year, or uh, I should say, last February, uh, Orlando hosted the national convention. Uh, the league does not do a national convention every year, but uh, we are thinking about doing a bid for next year. Okay. So uh, I'll be talking with the league guys about that when they're when they're in Huntsville. Okay. So hey, according to this, I guess the main prize, the grand prize, is Saturday. Yeah, the grand prize is Saturday. Need not be present to win. And then on Sunday, is called the main prize. Right. The must be present to win. Yeah, must be present. Okay. And I don't know why. Uh, I don't know how they ever got called grand prize and main prize. Yeah, but that's just well, it's okay. how it's been for, I don't know, 25 years, and we're not going to change it. Yeah. Don't, don't change it if it works. You got <laughs> me to stay over Sunday just for the prizes. So. <clears throat> Wonderful. So 12 and under, get in free. Well, you got to talk in on 146.94. That's always exciting. When I, when I cross over the river there, wherever the river is, I start you know hearing you guys on 9-4. Uh, Let's see. Which river? I mean, the Tennessee River. Is that the Tennessee? You, yeah, but don't you have the Tennessee Tom Bigby a little further west? I don't know. I, I go. Uh, I, I go down through. We've well, got that bridge that's just outside of Huntsville, so I don't think that's what Tom's talking about. I'm thinking that is the Tennessee River. Yeah, well, probably about thirty miles out. Uh, let's see. Imperial Newsline, Young Ham of the Year. Uh, we will be uh, webcasting the Young Ham of the Year. We we do that every year. Uh, so uh, that'll be cool, and that's going to be at I think at two o'clock on Saturday. Is that right? Saturday, yeah. It is on Saturday, but I'm not sure of the timing. Yeah, okay. And right there, bring the family along. You got to bring the family along. Yeah, there is a lot to do in Huntsville for the families. And hey, you're going to have streaming. We're going to somebody going to be streaming the uh, the show there. I don't know if Bob's going to make it. I don't. Th- I talked to Bob uh, last week. I don't think Bob's going to make it. Mm-hmm. No, um, I don't think he he is. So we've got thirty-one days, twelve hours, only six I, minutes. I know when I was proofreading the uh, the form descriptions. I know Bill uh, W B A D L K, and, and I know he's here in the chat, uh, in the uh, in the in the program. Uh, I wonder if he'll be attempting to launch a balloon at the conclusion of this forum today. Well, let's ask Bill. Bill, are you going to launch a Pico? Yes, uh, depending on the uh, weather condition. (laughs) If there's a lot of liquid sunshine, then probably not. Uh (laughs) 
and in past the years that can go either way uh, on on that time of august yeah but i will have it there and i will launch it if weather conditions permit good deal all right so on the bottom of the uh website here we got door prizes activities visitor information campgrounds you can contact them yeah and you got to go see montesano mountain too it's really pretty up there there's a lot here flea market info forums get your license if you're looking for hotels i'm sure you can still find a room somewhere there's hotel information here yeah i had no problem getting a room it was just how close could i get to the civic center there Yes, I have, I have room in my goat pen if anybody needs camp out. Hamvention.org is the uh, site to go to there, hamvention.org. Yeah, Bill, I don't know. You know, it, it may get so full that you'll have a few takers. I'll, I'll get it to the doghouse ready. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, Mark, hey, we're excited, man. Is there anything else you want to tell us? You, you can have the rest of the show if you keep telling us well, good stuff about, about Huntsville. <laughs> I've pretty much uh, I've pretty much spoken my piece, Tom, and uh, it's it's uh, <laughs> there's a lot going on. I've got about a, uh, an hour's worth of phone calls to make tonight to the various yeah, board I, members to, to make sure, sure we're all rowing in the same direction. Uh, it's it's a labor of love. We we all enjoy what we do, but uh, we just want to make sure that we don't forget something. Yeah, it's a we yeah. don't want we don't need any gotcha moments uh, come Friday morning when it's time to move everything. Oh in. yeah. <laughs> so well, I'll be, I will be one of the first ones in line Friday morning there to get in the door. So all right, just have some donuts ready, cause I'll be there, man. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll be ready for you. All right, hey, we'll hey, let me just tell everybody we're building up the prize page right now, and if you go to w5kub.com, uh, you're going to see prizes that we're giving away, and we're giving away. Uh, man, I don't remember now. We're giving away. Uh, uh, dummy loads, watt meters, uh, gee, I can't even think so much. Microphones, uh, headsets, uh, SDR receivers, lots of stuff, man, lots of stuff. So that's on the prize page. Just go to W5KUB.com, click on prize, and you will see the prize page there, and you'll see I'm starting to list the prizes that we'll be giving out to everybody. Uh, they're free. A- anybody basically can uh, win a prize. If uh, Hambot uh, calls your name, Hambot, Hambot, where's Hambot? Let's see, Hambot. There he is. So if if uh, if Hambot calls your name, you win a prize. Now, uh, out of about forty prizes that I have listed so far. There's probably five prizes that are U.S. only, but most of them, most of the prizes are international eligibility. So, you know, it's not just everything's for the U.S. So there's a few just because of the high cost of uh, shipping. We're going to keep it uh, U.S. only, but I'd say um, 90% of all the prizes are, are uh, eligible for uh, international winner. All right. So, and I'll tell you about one more prize here in just a few minutes. Uh, let's see if Mark has anything else. Mark? Uh, not tonight, Tom. I, I want to pr- uh, thank you for uh, allowing me to be on the show and talk up the event. Uh, we'll, uh, we're going to keep busy in the next couple of weeks. And like I said, uh, probably by Thursday morning, we'll have the forum list. 
and forum schedule out on the website, probably some other additional information. We'll start working on the online newsletter. And uh, by the time uh, the show is ready, you can download that to your phone. It'll have maps, uh, lists of the vendors. Uh, we'll see what we can do about flea market lists, things like that. So everything related to HamFest in one downloadable file. That's our, that's our goal. But uh, thanks a lot, guys. And uh, we'll see you in about 31 days. All right, man. Hey, it's exciting. Thank you so much for being with us here and okay. uh, sharing Thank that, Thank you, man. Tom. Good to see yeah. you, Glenn. Good yeah, to see you, Bill. Looking forward to seeing you. 73. Yeah. Hey, guys, I Thanks. told you there was, there was one more prize. Let me show it to you here. I'm going to tell you just a little about this. I need your help. We've been uh, webcasting uh, Hamvention in, in Huntsville for maybe 20 years now. I mean, it's uh, it's we hadn't missed a year except for the pandemic, but it's getting expensive. Why does everything cost so much? The uh, the uh, Hamvention was costing us upwards to $3,000 to do it. Huntsville is a lot cheaper. We've got a little bit different arrangement with the Huntsville people. It's closer. Uh, but it costs us about $1,500. So to bring you the webcast, and we're going to bring you the webcast on setup day. That will be Friday. We'll be on all day Friday during setup. And you, you never know who's going to walk by and get on the camera and pick the microphone up. Uh, uh, you know, maybe Gordon West or Bill Brown, who, whoever walks by, you know, you're going to see surprises. So we're going, to, we're going to webcast all day Friday and then the show all day Saturday and the show all day Sunday. And what we're going to do is we've got one prize here we're, we're putting out there for a fundraiser just to help pay for the expense of the $1,500 it's going to cost to put this on. And you know that uh, we don't take anything to sell. We don't have anything on our table. Uh, all we do is do the webcast. So we picked, uh, again, this seems to be a very popular item that everybody wants. Man, this thing must weigh three, three or four pounds. It is heavy. It's steel. It's the, uh, it's the Comet CA500 Mark II antenna analyzer. And uh, it goes up to 500 megahertz. It's a great uh, antenna analyzer. You can't see the display here too much, but it'll actually uh, draw a, a graph of your SWR and all that. It does a sweep. You can see a little bit. I'll hold it that way. Uh, cross needles up here. This is a great, uh, a great uh, antenna analyzer. What we're going to do for every $5 you donate, uh, we're going to put your name in the hat for this prize. Now, there aren't a lot of people. You know, this is a smaller event. So right now, we don't have a lot of people that have actually sent, the, sent you know, money in to, to go in the hat. But we're getting a few people. So your odds are going to be much higher here than they were be, you know, like if you were hunt, uh, dating or somewhere like that. So anyway, for every five bucks, we put your name in a hat one time. You know, of course, you know, $10 gets you two times in a hat. Three gets you three tickets in a hat. Uh, three five dollars fifteen dollars gets you in a hat three times and uh, as glenn and i talked about last week if you donate one thousand dollars that's going to get your name in a hat 200 times and i'll throw in a couple extra i, I haven't decided yet but for a thousand dollars 200 tickets plus a couple extra and what we're going to do uh we will draw the name on uh sunday about noon sunday at noon and we'll announce this uh, over the webcast. You do not have to be present to win this. You don't have to answer in, in the uh, chat room. You don't have to do anything. Just send your donation in. If we pick your name, we'll contact you because you've won this. 
and uh, we'll have comment. This is this is my personal one. We'll have comments uh, ship out one to you uh, if you're the winner. So uh, again, now this this one prize here is going to be U.S. only, unless unless you can furnish an, an, a U.S. address. Uh, for example, a lot of Canadian people have U.S. addresses. So if you can furnish a U.S. address, uh, you can you can also enter. We just don't want to pay you know a hundred bucks to ship it out of the country. Uh, okay, so so I. Help support us if you can. You know, give us a donation, and that'll go uh, that'll go totally to uh, support the webcast. All the other prizes totally free. Hambot's going to pick your name. If Hambot picks your name, you've got to claim it in the chat room. You got to answer yes or I'm here or hello or that's me. Just as long as we know within Hambot's countdown that you answered, you win. That, uh, a certain prize. Now, if you if Hambot says sorry, time's up. You can't argue with Hambot. People used to argue with me all the time, and they would always win. So I hired Hambot. When you argue with Hambot, you can't win that argument. He's going to win every time. So if he says the time's up, he's going to pick another name, and he's going to go out there and call another name. And if that person's not there. He's going to pick another name, and we keep doing that until Hambot finds somebody uh, as a winner. All right, so, hey, that's my announcement there. Getting exciting. Well, here's one more thing, and uh, be a reason to watch or not watch. Tom and I talked about this um, when I was at his house this weekend. Uh, Since my forum is literally all new, totally unexpected, and just off the grid is the best way to put it, um, it's not like anything I've done in the past. Uh, we are talking about recording my forum, and Tom, if it's possible, he was going to try to play it live <clears> as <throat> soon as he can get the recording in his hands after the forum. Yeah, let's let's talk about that just very quickly. Hey, I, I know there's some people out there that come by at uh, Huntsville and ask to help. We can use your help this year. And uh, because I can't be at two or three places at the same time, I, I, I get very busy. There's a lot of people, a lot of people want to come up and talk to me. So I, I really need help. And uh, we're going to be using a system this year, I think, and I'm going to be testing it tomorrow, where uh, if you've got a smartphone, you can actually be a roving remote reporter for us. And this system actually brings your your streaming phone directly into us. And I can select your video or, or John Doe's video or Sam's video or the live shot of me or Hambot. I can do all that, and I can bring you in. So I need people that can actually walk around out there in the flea market uh, and, and stream it back to us in this system. It doesn't require any software or anything. All you got to do is click on a link, and you you are you are connected uh, into uh, our show as a camera. So this is going to be fun. Uh, I need people to walk around because that's the exciting part. I know a lot of times it gets a little boring when I get busy and I can't get out and do a walk around. I can't do a walk around every minute of the whole day, uh, and we got to kind of alternate between giving prizes away and. And people coming by to talk on a little short interview to to walk arounds and so forth. So 
let's try to pack it all together. I need your help. Come by and uh, volunteer to help. You know, spend an hour with us or something, and then somebody else can spend an hour or two or whatever you want to. So it's going to be fun, and uh, uh, I think we can bring you a lot more uh, variety uh, by doing this, and it should be pretty good. Okay. Uh, man, I'm all pumped up. I'm ready. I, hey, hey, Glenn. Yeah. So, so what is that? Are they giving away one of the radios like you're you're getting? <laughs> no. Oh, they're not. Uh, actually, yeah, they are. I'm not. I'm okay, not but, away but is that is that one of the prizes? The, <laughs> yes, the same Sunday's word? prize is the ICOM 9700, which is their VHF and UHF yeah. rig, and I am buying one of those or winning <laughs> one of those, whichever of the two or both, um, for my satellite station. Well, you know, I, hey, I, I don't really need another radio, but I'd, I'd love to win both those radios, the Saturday one and Saturday and the Sunday one, bring those home, man. Yeah, just to make me feel bad when you yeah. got the 9700 and yeah. I had to pay for mine. Would you still be our friend if I win both of them? Uh, I'd be a better friend if you gave me one of them. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't matter how many tickets <clears throat> I buy for Huntsville. <clears throat> if I win anything 99 times out of 100, it's an AIRL gift certificate, which is fine because I, I use those all the time. But that seems to be about my limit on winning things. Yeah, someone's asking, what time does the stream start? Okay, for the Huntsville Hamfest. Uh, hey, go to the Huntsville Hamfest website. It's just called hamfest.org, and it'll tell you the show times, and that'll be the approximate times we will be on. So, uh, setup day is Friday, Friday the uh, 19th. 19th. Friday the 19th is setup day, but as I mentioned, that's not a show day, but. Everybody's setting their tables up, bringing the equipment out. There's going to be people coming by to visit. They're going to pick the mic up. You're going to you're going to meet and see people uh, uh, Friday during the setup. So it's going to be just like the Hamfest. And and believe me, guys, if you haven't seen Huntsville yet, this is a big place. You actually drive your truck or your car inside the room where your table is and unload it. And I'm not talking about a small van. I'm talking about I'm talking about big trucks. You know. 20-foot box trucks. I mean, you just, oh, man, it, it is so nice. So, so hey, we will, as soon as we can get in, let, let's say, uh, uh, let's see, I think set up. I forget what time. Set up was like at 9 o'clock, I think, that Friday morning. So, I'll, I'll be in one of the first in line out there, probably at 9 o'clock Friday morning, August the 19th. It'll probably take me 15, 20 minutes to get inside with my truck. And then I've got to unload everything in my, at my booth. We've got to set up our equipment. We've got to get Internet cap- uh, connectivity up. Uh, I'll try to bring, bring the video up as quickly as I can, even before we finish setting up our booth. And then, you know, as we have the stream going, uh, we can set up things. We can put up things like our banners and and, and, you know, all of the, the nice things in a booth right there. Um, but uh, we, we've got a really nice booth that uh, uh, we've been using the last couple years. And uh, let, me, let me put that on there again, and you'll see us. Uh, let me see. And in the past, that booth has been right up front, right next to the ticket barrel. Well, yeah, and we moved the ticket barrel this year because people kept coming to our table and using our pencils and pens, and they would be on our table filling out their tickets. So 
Uh, we've moved the ticket barrel, or they moved the ticket barrel to a little bit better place. But now uh, I've got to find typically, a different place tip, to fill out my yeah, tickets. Typically, we're right next to the stage. Uh, we've always been just right next to the stage. If you look here, you'll see a door there to the left of our booth. The stage is just to the left of that. So um, that's where we'll be right there. That's kind of what our setup will look like right there. And uh, come by and see us. We're, we'll be right by the entry door uh, as you, you come in. So, yeah, again, oh, man, I'm getting all pumped up, Glenn. It, I'm is, ready. I am ready to go. I, I'm ready, like too. I was looking. I mean, I was just in Huntsville a couple of weeks ago for the cat show. And I'm just, you know, when I was there, I'm just like, <clears throat> just a few more weeks and we'll be back. Yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, it says uh, moving time is at 10 a.m. So we'll be in line. We'll be in line probably at 9:30. Uh, we, uh, we, you know, we we kind of gun the engines out there and honk the horns, and usually they let us in a little early. So I would imagine by 10 o'clock I'll be inside setting up, and um, uh, oh man, gonna be fun. Gonna be fun. Yeah. Hey, yeah, looking forward to it. All right. All right. Let's let's do something, and we'll be right back, guys. We'll be right back in just a moment here. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast, proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. With a powerful and high-quality ICOM base station, easily cut through the pileups and get that contesting edge. Our popular IC705 portable, the IC7300, and the IC7610 SDR transceivers are the clear choice for DXers and contesters across the globe. The IC705 is a perfect transceiver for hands who enjoy both the great indoors and outdoors. This base station provides features and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable package. It covers HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters and is weighing in at just under 2 pounds. The IC7300 is a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed expectations. This innovative HF transceiver digitizes RF before various stages, and it reduces the generated inherent noise in different IF stages. This is a radio that changed the way entry-level HF is designed. It has RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, in an SD memory card slot. The IC7610 is the SDR every ham wants. This high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out faint signals in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. The ICOM7610 is a great sampling software-defined radio that has changed the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has RF direct sampling, 110dB RMDR, independent dual receivers, and dual digital select. For more information, visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. All right, guys, we're back. And, uh, what? Having fun tonight, that's for sure. Okay. Uh, all right, so let's see. Uh, we had a couple of things going here. Uh, first, let's bring uh, 
Let's bring Bill in here. Bill? Yeah. Bill hadn't had a chance to get Bill, a word in. Come in, Bill. And Bill, I, I don't know what you're you're hiding. You're hiding, man. I don't know what's going on over there, but you're not. We had a big conference last weekend, and so we had uh, attendees from around the world on amateur radio and high-altitude balloons. It's our annual conference called superlaunch.org, and it's uh, the Great Plains Super Launch. We had to go virtual, totally virtual this year. Once again, um, there was concerns about COVID, but the biggest concern was $5 plus gas uh, traveling to Indiana. So yeah. uh, uh, I only had a few people signed up in person, and I normally have about 50 or 60 people attending. So we went totally Zoom, and uh, it was a great conference uh, last Friday uh, from 9 to 5. Actually, I almost went to 6. And we had talks from uh, Australia and uh, Poland and uh, Europe and Canada and all over the United States. So we and Turkey. Uh, so we had Hans from QRP Labs uh, um, talking about his new products too. Mm -hmm. So we had a great forum. And then on Saturday we did a, uh, a streaming launch of uh, several balloons that were launched around the uh, country. Uh, and Canada, so uh, we had um, we launched one from the University of Alabama Huntsville. And Tom, you'll be interested to know um, we decided to uh, risk another SBS 13. Only this time, we inflated it to half a psi overpressure, which um, is way beyond what they recommend if you test if you pressure test them. But that thing. Uh, inflated to about twice its size uh, it was quite i'll have to send you the video of that uh, and it survived so we decided what the heck let's fly it and yeah. it's working beautifully <clears throat> uh, it's been up for uh, almost four days now and it's uh, taking a very slow trip west across mexico at uh, 600 feet which is fairly high for the weight of my payload on it so it's doing really good so that might be the, if you have any SBS 13s left, uh, uh, pressure, pressurizing them first uh, seems to be the key to making them. Uh, I, I don't have any, and I don't have any, and when I compare 180 bucks versus 20 bucks, I probably won't get any more. I'm not saying they're not a good balloon to fly. We've had mixed results with them, but... Um, you know, uh, I was going to ask you, why are you flying so low at only 40? I've been watching it. Why are you flying so low at 45,000? We've got uh, weight on it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's about 13 grams. Yeah. Actually. Well, we're still yeah, up. Right around. W, uh, W5 KUB 112 is still up, and we're somewhere around 51 or 52,000 feet. Uh I'm having trouble right and now, Bill. Somalia, the the, the uh, pirates. Uh, you managed to avoid the pirates over Somalia. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's please, we're getting really almost no data back. It, please tell me that down in Middle Africa, that's a bad place to get data, and I don't have a problem. It's a bad day, bad place to get data. Okay, all right. Well, I'm hoping it will uh, pull out of there sometime soon. Bill, we went all the way. Let me show you something. We went all the way past Japan. We were on the last stretch. We were on the last stretch for for this flight to make it to to the U.S. 
And then it turned around on me. It turned around and went south at the Philippines and through Thailand. Uh, last report I had, it was in Chad. There, You can see Chad there uh, in Africa. That's the uh, NOAA high split. It says it's going to make a beeline back to Miami or somewhere, man. What's going on? <laughs> well, this time of year, <clears throat> above 50,000 feet, the prevailing winds are uh, east to west. Well, let me. Has anybody <laughs> has anybody gone around backwards yet? Uh, if we uh, no, I think you'd be the first if that happens. All right, we're going to go for. <clears throat> we're going for the goal. We're going to go around it backwards. Is what we're going to try <laughs> to do. Because uh, uh, you know things are looking solid for going backwards right now. To tell you the truth, I don't know, man. So, so uh, hopefully, we th I thought you were a short trip across the Pacific, and then you made a beeline west. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm just impressed that it's still holding altitude after all this time. Well, it's doing outstanding. All I can see right now, Bill, is the single uh, whisper transmission. And it shows the DBM is 50, so I'm assuming we're still at about 50,000. Is that a safe assumption? Yeah, um, I'll have to look at my chart, but uh, that's 1,000-meter increments, so uh, um, 50. I'll have to bring up my 50. 50 corresponded with the 50 to 52,000 feet we were flying, so uh, to me, yeah, that's I'm just... Not. That sounds good. That's just an indication because, see, I'm not seeing much of it right now. I can, I can, about once a day, I can get a four digit grid square and I can see 50 on the DBM. So uh, right. I know it's flying and I know about where it is. And I'm just hoping that. What was uh, your telemetry call on that? Was that 1 8? No, no, that's no, it's 112. Oh, oh, no, it's uh, uh, the telemetry, it's, uh, it's a 1 8. Uh, let me look and see if uh, yeah. we've got any of those posted. Yeah, because that'll tell us uh, a little bit more about so that's the finer resolution. But if they aren't lined up uh, at the same time, then yeah, it won't post on APRS. All right. Well, look. Hey. Uh, um. So we're having fun with it. Um. You are getting some reports. Um. Uh, from the one eight and the power is two. Uh, that was today uh, earlier. So and there's another one here, power of ten. So yeah, we I can extrapolate that and give you a pretty good estimate of the altitude. Yeah. So um, I'm already working on my hundred milliwatt PA to go on the next one because I hate this flying places where the signal don't get out. So. You know, may, we we may run one watt on the next one. I don't know. I'm getting pretty good results over here. <laughs> All but, you need to do is win you a kilowatt. You just win you a kilowatt amp at one of these ham fests, and we'll yeah, fly that. Yeah. Well, at at three point at about three point three volts, I'm, I'm getting about thirty nine uh, milliwatts. You get the voltage up to about four. A little four, a little over four, and I'm seeing a hundred milliwatts. So the voltage is going to—I mean, the power is going to vary anywhere from thirty-eight to say a hundred uh, milliwatts, maybe. So um, I don't know. 
But now you were saying that it was possibly going to go below the equator. Now, what about some no, of the I, it looks stations? like I, I don't think so. The uh, the track is just going to run parallel with it. It never. Well, we're about 800 miles north of the equator. And, that's going to uh, say if it goes below the equator, what are your chance for good listening stations without having to pray for some good propagation? Well, well, there actually are quite a few down in Australia, New Zealand. Uh, Antarctica has got an excellent westward station. Uh, the German uh, Neumeyer uh, uh, Antarctic station has a whisper station that is top-notch. Cool. Uh, so when they do fly in the southern hemisphere, that uh, Antarctica station really pulls in the signals. Yeah, I think uh, I think we several in South Africa too. I think we just got to get away from Africa. Indonesia and Africa. I don't know what's wrong. You know, I used to think the stands was bad. You know, you would use a remote receiver. Well, the receiver. ants just want to change in scenery, man. They've never seen the jungle. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I, I, I don't know, man. I yeah, don't understand. I say it'll be a true test because there's some really, that's a really, an area of really powerful and high thunderstorms. Oh, there's we'll storms see. out there. We've been flying through storms uh 48, 49,000 feet. We've been dodging them out there. Uh, I think I posted it was like a like a field of landmines. I don't know how we made it. Uh, but you know what? What's the little dot? See the uh, see the prediction coming across. What's the little dot? Would that would that be the would that be Bermuda right there or something? That that looks about Bermuda, doesn't it? See the little um, Bermuda is a little west of that. This looks like it's going to do a little uh, little loop de loop. I just wonder if they're going to go up to Bermuda for a day or two. Yeah. Yeah. Going to go through the Bermuda yeah. Triangle. Yeah. So, well, I tell you what. Hey, we've got. Hey, Glenn was over. Glenn, I don't think we have time today to talk about the the uh, 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 SMD soldering that you did. Uh, that video is a lot longer. Uh, yeah. And I've I have edited it down quite a bit. But uh, Bill, you might want to see this one. Uh, we took one of the 32-inch balloons there, and we, we popped it. We exploded it. And I, uh, Glenn and I did that out in the shop this weekend, and uh, uh, got it got it on uh, some video here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that on there, and we're going to just we'll show people how we test the pressure and how, uh, how we measure it. So, uh, what was the uh, maximum pressure that you ran it up to? It, You'll it, have to find it, out. We, yeah, well, wow. I don't know. I guess we can tell him. You know, we took it up to uh, a 0.5, and uh, uh, it was holding at 0.5, and I decided to take a string and try to get a circumference. So I'm bouncing that balloon all around and beating on it and kicking it, and I can't get the string around because it's so big, and then it, it explodes on me right there, you know. So it was at 0.5. It was holding 0.5 until... Uh, I, th I I saw Glenn reach over to it. I, he may have stuck it with something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I, I stuck it with a pen just. I, to get I it should ready. check to see if you have any hangnails. You know, because I saw your hand come over toward the balloon. Yeah, but I want to know one thing: when this thing explodes, and I also have it in slow motion here. When this thing explodes, why did it try to go and wrap around my face? That's what I want to know. It's uh probably. Uh one of the alien from the it, movie Alien. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. It could be. Let's see what I got here. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to try to pull. It's just your magnetic personality, Tom. Yeah. Let's see. If I can hey, what was that uh, 
<clears throat> the Prisoner. You remember that show? Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's probably what it was. I could not comprehend that show to save my life. <laughs> All right, we're going to put this on here because it's, it's uh, fairly short. It may be a 10-minute, but... Um, uh, if you get bored, if you, if, you, if, you, if you get bored, just go get a cup of coffee or a coke or something or uh, whatever. And uh, but this is this is kind of this to kind of give you an idea of how we pressure test the balloon using a, a homemade manometer. And uh, uh, we're going to take it up in steps here, and you can see how high. And then you're going to see you're going to see when it says wait for it, we're getting really close. So let's let's see if I can uh, let's see if I can get this on here. And we'll play it. Here. Yeah, wait till the point where you say, "Hey, y'all, watch this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here, hold see. my beer. Oh, let's hear get some sound. Uh, make that noise. All right, so. All right, so okay. Starting to get pretty tight. Starting to get pretty tight. And I was, I was telling Glenn. We know how much volume a balloon. We have Glenn, to know how much volume a balloon has. is basically, I take a strain and I go around it and measure the circumference. And once I know the circumference, I can put it into a little math formula, and that will give me the cubic meters of uh, gas capacity. All right, so we are uh, starting to get pressure here now. Let's put a little bit more in. Let's see if we can measure this. I'm guessing we're down around 0.3, so we're going to turn this off. We're going to turn this one on. Well, that's showing about what? Point. Well, let's show how many how many inches there. Uh, about one and a half. So we're at three inches of water. Okay, let me put some more air in it. That other hose behind you there is probably confusing us. Let me see if I can. We've got about three inches of water column. That's not very much pressure. We'll put a little bit more air in here. Starting to get tight. At some point the balloon will explode. Now that's what you don't want it to do when it's, when it's flying. Let's see what our uh, pressure reads there now. And we've cleaned up our pressure board here so that we can see it a little bit better. Three. We are up to almost two and three quarters. It's a little under six inches of water. Mm -hmm. um, six inches. Uh, six it's inches is one much. Point two one six. We're our pressure is point two one six psi. Let's just keep going. I think we're going to explode before point five. We're going to put safety glasses on. Well, if not, it'll all be on film. Might be a good idea. All right, what we got here now? About, uh, about three. Right at three. Three, three, six. Okay. Well, the interesting six. thing is that he didn't want to use this balloon because it had... I've got glasses on for these problems. It had tape on it because it had a, a leak. Oh, okay. And yet it still survived up to 0.5. I don't know if it would have lasted a, a long time with the tape and whatnot, but still. Quite impressive. Uh, we're at three and a quarter inches. All right. That's six and a half. All right. All right. So I'm gonna fast forward just a little bit here. We're gonna go kind of dangerously. There we go. We, we I just jumped it up quite a bit. Let's see where we're at here. 
Oh, about five and a quarter. Well, that's uh, ten, ten and, and a half. half. Ten and a half. That's how much pressure is that? Ten and a half. But it popped, didn't it? So what were we at? Ten. Ten, ten and a half. Half. Poison at about point three seven five three eighty. This is going to tell us the. Or I'm going to fast forward a little more. And you're going to see the camera jump when it pops. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, I wish they had longer arms. Oh boy. Mm. I need a hard hat. Uh, I'm going to go a little slower. Well, you can go get the webcam hat. Yeah, I can. Okay, what do we got there? Right at 6. So that's 12, which is point four three three. Okay, if I'm holding away from it a little bit. Point four three three psi at six. Twelve inches of water. About six and a quarter, which makes it twelve and a half. So we're about point four five four six. This is this is varsity time. With this Yokohama balloon. I think it'll just rip a seam. Yeah, I think it will. I don't think we're going to have a catastrophic problem. Right, it, it may, it may uh, reposition everything here in the shop. I don't know. Well, that's true. <laughs> including we that. were so wrong about a gentle blow-up. So we can make sure we get a measurement. Well, almost six and a half. Right. So that's 13. 13. Which okay. puts us so about... We know, we know we, we can stand 13. Yep. We're at about... My, my hose kept popping off right there. I forget to turn the valve on and my hose this pops off. This is the actual size the blue will be when it's flying at 52,000 feet. Okay. We got uh, six and three quarters, which is 13 and a half. All right, wait for it. Wait for it. It's about 0. 0.48, 485. I figured around 0.5, we're going to explode. You may have it right on at 0.5. You know, the bigger this thing gets, the bigger the pop's going to be. Well, it's not getting that big, is it? Well, I meant the more pressure we keep putting into this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, what do we got? The bigger the pop. We are at almost 7, so call it 14. So we are at point five oh five. I want to do one thing real quick. I'm going to get a measurement of circumference. Because if it blows up to 14, up there, He just couldn't leave a good thing alone and had to measure it rather than just keep going until it pops. All right. Well, wait for it. I couldn't get the string around it. Of course, he's yes. going to pop it by doing this. Spoil alert, we got Tom's clone doing the show tonight. All right, is Glenn going to jump with the camera? We'll close. see. Oh, here we go. It really did go for the face hugger. Yeah, it did. It's alive. It's attacking. Yeah, it's attacking me.
How loud was it? I didn't hear the sound. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't not, terribly not loud. loud. It was, uh, whatever it was, it was. Whatever it was, it was. Okay, so so uh, that's how we test the pressure. And uh, so, Bill, that we took it up to, it was holding at 0.5 until Glenn stuck a hangnail into it. <laughs> that's you, can, you can see from that video there were no hands of mine anywhere near the balloon. I don't know. I have to back it up. I think the camera angle didn't show it. Let's see. No, I edited that piece out before oh, I gave look. you no, the video. You know what? You may be right. You may be right. Yeah, you're right. There is nothing. There are no hands around it. I told you. I'm that good yeah. with Photoshop. All right. Well. It probably got one of those, uh, either a metal filing off my table. I do a lot of welding and, and metal cutting and stuff. You know, maybe got a piece of metal off my workbench there. I, I, I still say we needed to fill it with helium or hydrogen and do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to add a little oxygen just for good measure. Yeah, that, that would have leveled probably the garage in half the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, man. So... So anyway, for uh, a one the, mil balloon, that was quite impressive that it made it that far. Well, that material's pretty strong, actually, to be so thin. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how thick a sheet of paper is, but I bet that's more than one mil. Oh, yeah. I, I have no idea, but. Well, it's a thousandth of an inch, so. Yeah. What what gets me though is we're flying these things at fifty thousand feet at what temperature? Pretty cool. With, you know, so I mean that plastic has to be getting rigid and not very flexible at, at times, and yet yeah. it's still That's doing quite it's well. It's a good idea to pre-stretch it because uh, stretching it when it's uh, cold probably not a good thing. Yeah, but, I mean, I was I'm impressed that he's got one that's been up there at fifty thousand feet for as long as it's been up there. How long has it been up there now, Tom? Well, we, we've been up. I think we've been up thirty nine days. Wow! But uh, we turned around. We're heading back. The ants. I don't know. They must have saw something. They've turned around. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, they're going back to Miami, the Everglades, and get them some sugar cane. I'm going to check something here out here on the website. If you well, Our field day balloon went down to uh, Cancun and Guatemala, but then it hit a hurricane out there. So. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, we've been up 38, 38 days, 12 hours, 17 minutes, and 19 seconds. So, guys, if you want to track the balloon, hopefully tracking will start back up here real soon. But just go to uh, W5KUB.com and click on balloon up in the top menu there. And uh, you can track it on uh, uh, APRS with this link. You can track it on HabHub with this link. You can see, uh, you can see the uh, whisper. Uh, information on this link. Uh, let's, let's see what Hab, Hab Hub is showing here uh, on their prediction. Of course, I'm so far back on their prediction, it's not going to be accurate. Uh, let's see. I've got a new website for you to try. 
that's um, that is uh, got a lot of neat new features. It's by some of the people on Habhub, but they've created a new one. I see. I got to go to all days. So here we go. All right. So if I go to the prediction. See the last uh, APRS it shows us over uh, the Philippines here, oh, and uh, this was the proposed route. Here's the here's the uh, here's the equator right here, and you can see a lot of this went below the equator. But we ended up we actually ended up up here. We went across uh, uh, Somalia here, and then we went across to up to Sudan. Chad, and I think uh, we're in Niger now. I think we're right in this area here. Uh, tonight, when it wakes up, uh, we'll probably get a plot possibly up here. So normally the uh, prediction is much more accurate if the balloon is closer over this way. We're so far away that, I don't know, it's just not. That's not that may be. when the wind speeds are are very low velocity. It uh, the predictions aren't as accurate uh, from my friends at the yeah, high and, split. And you know, you know, Bill, this uh, this prediction is showing when now and where the balloon is showing right there. Of course, the balloon is not there. So, if the balloon was there right now, this this prediction might be kind of close, but. Uh, we're way over here in uh, Central Africa right now, so uh, maybe once I can get a, if I can get a plot on APRS, maybe HabHub will, well, I, you know, I did a, uh, I, I, just, I just did a manual, a manual uh, a high split there, um, that's, that's worth saying, we're going to go from Chad right across uh, over, it's like we're going to park in Miami there, I don't know. Um if you try try uh, this, it's called amateur.sondhub.org, S-O-N-D-E-H-U-B, but it's amateur.sondhub.org, and it's got a lot of neat new tracking features. Yeah, I've heard about that. And then enter your call sign. That was Sondhub, S-O-N-H-U-B? S-O-N-H-U-B? Mark uh, VK Comic UI. It was S O N D as in dog. Yeah, V. S O N D H U B dot. Five Q Mark has. Let's see. Let's see what Mark says here. Sorry about that. I've been plagued with uh, with uh, internet problems through my AT and T hotspot tonight. Mm-hmm. But I'm two months away from uh, fiber out in the boonies. Well, that's They're good. actually good. bring fiber out to us. Great. Uh. But that amateur dot uh, dot org is a really cool site uh-huh, and it's org. got a, a different track uh, prediction track on it yeah let's see 
people were talking about. Sorry I couldn't make the uh, balloon launch thing with you there, but I had a doctor appointment at that time and couldn't make it. They're going to record the, uh, <clears throat> all the talks are going to be recorded and they'll yep. be on the superlaunch.org website in a few weeks. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to see a link on that. And they're going to do the launches too. In fact, actually, our launch from the Severe Weather Institute there at UAH <clears throat> uh, was captured live on the roof cam. Uh, one of the fellows in Canada, uh, he was looking at the roof cam at the Severe Weather Institute, and he could see us launching the balloon from their parking lot. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me open up the uh, let me open up Zoom here. Tom, are you replaying the balloon burst on YouTube? I don't know. Am I? What I'm seeing on your YouTube feed. No. Couldn't be. Maybe I'm just behind time. Oh, I'm you, behind time. I think Never you're mind. I think you're behind down in Mississippi. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. Hey, we're going to go to the after the show show. Hey, everybody, thanks for uh, watching Amateur Radio Roundtable. It was a show about ham radio. Uh, the next uh, 30, 40 minutes is going to be a continuation of it, but a very informal part. We call it after the show show. If you're out there listening on WBCQ, shortwave 7490, send us an email to tom at w5kub.com. And hey, if you would out there, please click on the subscribe button. We need you to subscribe. That really helps us if you can click the subscribe and click the notification bell and click the like and all that kind of stuff. We like we like a bunch of clicks there. Oh, let's see. Let me put the link out here. We'll see who wants to join us. Man, I'm all pumped up about Huntsville. I got to get to yeah. work on. I got more prizes to put on a prize page. And I haven't got them on there yet. Here's the link for. Here's a link for Zoom. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's coming around. I got to start getting serious about getting my Orlando reservations made. Good heavens. Yep. You know, people were talking about that one popping. That, that wasn't very big. If, if you followed us before, you saw we had a about a 20-foot balloon. It was about five feet in diameter. Well, that was more than that. We, uh, we built one, and he actually put net around it, and uh, it, was about, it was about 20 feet long. It was as wide as the garage is, 20 feet long, and it was about, it was about eight feet tall. So uh, uh, that would have made a big pop if we could have popped it, but uh, we never, we never popped yeah, that one. That was the cool thing about this one is there wasn't a lot of further expansion once it started getting the pressure. It it wasn't like that one that you had to wrap the web around. Once that thing got got tight as a drum, it stopped growing. Yeah. Hey Tom, can I share the screen for a second? Yeah, let me turn it on here. All right. You got it. 
you see that? Uh, not see anything yet. No, oh, okay. Now, now I see. Uh, yeah. Um, is That's that our that? balloon we launched uh, last weekend? QOD W4QOD, uh, I think. Uh, CQD. CQD. Yeah. Uh, dash two, and it's uh, predicted to go up to California. We launched that from Huntsville, Alabama, a couple of three days ago. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the cool thing is, uh, what did they use uh, before SOS? Does anybody know? For distress calls? CQD. You're right. So that's why uh, uh, the trustee, I think, is called as KS0S, which is KSOS. And so he decided to apply for CQD. I believe the Titanic used CQD for their distress call, mm. actually. Yes, they, they did. did. That's how I knew. Mm-hmm. So that's the, this is the Sondhub site, uh, Tom, amateur.sondhub.org. And uh, it's got a little different tracking uh, prediction on it. Yeah, let me see if I can go to that. Uh, I bet it only goes out three days, so your KUB is not going to show up right. since the last report was four days. That's the only difference between that. But it's got, uh, it doesn't have the dropouts I've been seeing with uh, HabHub, sometimes the APRS reports will drop out for a few hours at a time, but uh, I haven't seen that on this one. It's got a telemetry graph feature, but it's got some neat features to it. All right, so I've got A-M-A-T-E-E-U-R dot S-O-N-D-H-U-B. S-O-N-D-E. H-U-B dot org. D-E, uh, D-E-H-U-B dot org. Okay, got it. Yeah. And uh, I believe you know Mark uh, BK5-U-I. He's the one that's been putting your high split buttons on, uh, I believe. So uh, he's the one that's been developing this site. Oh, okay. All right. Let's see. And they have one for radio songs dedicated to uh, uh, radio songs um, as well. And so you can go out and chase the radio songs on 403 megahertz and recover those. A lot of people are having fun tracking those down because they actually have GPS on them now. And uh, they've got a whole bunch of receive stations that are can go out and uh, listen for it now. Yeah, yeah, not showing anything for us. Uh, we've been we have right. reported for a while. The, this one doesn't have an all uh, feature on it. It only goes out three days. Yep. Okay. <laughs> hey, Massachusetts, Bill, are you coming down to Huntsville? No, he's uh, not. That will be a negative. Uh, uh, the house has been probated. I'm just waiting on getting my bums rush. <laughs> That's why I was curious how, how the uh, hotels and stuff were doing down there. Uh, I, I had no problem. I made a reservation about two, three weeks ago. 
I kept well, hoping to get the embassy suites, but they wouldn't come off of their three-day minimum. There's a couple well, of new hotels, a couple of new ones that have been built I, right I, there. I have to tell you something, Glenn, okay? In 2019, when I came down there, okay, I wanted to show up on Thursday, okay, and leave on Monday. And then they said, oh, no, we can't do that. I said, well, why not? They said, "Well, it, it, it's not within it, it's not within the scope for the for the event that that they're having here at the uh, Von Braun Center." I said, "Well, what difference does that make?" So I ended up at the Homewood Suites over on Gallatin Street. You know, maybe about ten ten minute walk from from, from the Von Braun Center, and um, uh, I met up with uh, Joe Eisenberg. Uh, on on Thursday and um, Friday morning he and I went down to uh, the rocket and space center there and uh, toured that and uh, we came back and then I was able to buy my tickets and whatever there for the for the show and uh, I, I tried to pull one of those Tom things there you know I said how much is uh, you know is, is uh, what is it 200 <laughs> Oh, we don't do that here. The lady says, oh, really? You know, I stay. I, I, we always go down Thursday and come back on uh, Monday, so we didn't have any trouble at the embassy with that. Yeah, but, well, man, the embassy's wanting a, an arm and a leg this year, too. It's like 230 or 240 a night. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And I'm oh. like, sorry, I, I got to sleep in about four miles away for like 120 a night, and I'm totally happy with that. I can't remember. What? And it's, since I'm hearing the Embassy Suites does, may or may not have the breakfast, you know, place I'm staying at has a breakfast, so I'm I'm covered. Well, uh, I was I was fortunate enough when I went to that uh, Homewood Suites there. Um, they uh, they definitely uh, fed, fed me. Uh, I had a good breakfast every morning, and. Uh, I, I was on my own, and I thought Ruth Chris moved over uh, over by where I was staying, if I remember correctly. I could have sworn they I saw a sign on the building there, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but no, uh, John, uh, KB2ERJ, and I went out to a, a Mexican restaurant there on, uh, I think it was Saturday night, and... Uh, uh, that was good food there, man. Uh, oh, I, I know the Mexican place you're talking about. Uh, it's owned by Chinese people. They got a Chinese cook in the back. <laughs> well, uh, it, it, we were fortunate enough that we got the chance. We got the uh, the hotel to spring for the uh, the limo to take us out there. <laughs> well, you know, I I looked at the Homewood and several of the others there and. They were all up near the $200 if they had anything available. And I was just like, you know, I was out there for the cat show the previous week and, you know, 15 miles out and I paid $100 a night. Hmm. So I'm like, as much as I would if the love the embassy suites, you know, if they're not going to give me anything less than a three-day deal and I'm not doing three days, I'm just going to stay down and drive and park in the, the parking lot across the street. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I much well prefer the indoors at the embassy suites, but if they're going to price themselves out of the game, then 
I don't need them. They're trying to make up for last year there, Glenn. You know that. Oh, yeah. Well, they're they're going to rapidly learn because, like Mark said, they've got competition. They've got, like, two new hotels right in that yeah, they area. Were, they were building them. They were building them when, when, when I was down there. Yeah, well, um, they, they may have just opened or they're still <laughs> building, but not a, neither of them were available at a price I wanted to pay. Yeah, well, again, I, some, I, uh, I noticed in our Facebook group, I asked how many people were going to Huntsville. There's quite a few that listed in our Facebook group that you're going. So, hey, guys, come by and be sure and see us and say hello. Uh, maybe we can get uh, everybody I'm sure together. The, I'm sure the IOOK guys there that live in Nashville will be down to see you again. Uh, well, uh, Lou, I think Lou will probably be down. And... Uh, uh, John, uh, John, and okay. uh, there was somebody else that was going, if I remember correctly. Uh, I'll have to ask him on Sunday. Yeah, I don't know why I did it, but this is the first year in a long, long time that I'm staying over for Sunday. And, you know, coming home Sunday afternoon. You ran off on us there. I remember. <laughs> well, you know, it was, I want to get home, but... um you know, when I leave on Saturday, you know, after a whole day at the Ham Fest, I don't get home until like nine, ten o'clock at night. And I was just—I remember—I got home and I was just so exhausted. So this year, I decided to stay over, and now I'll leave at two and get home about six or seven, which is much better. Because oh. it's about a four-hour drive home well, for I'm me sure, from there. I'm sure Godzilla and Rodan will be glad to see you when you get home. Hey guys, you know, I, hey, I was telling you about the. There's a restaurant there in the Civic Center now. It's a good walk, but it's it's a good restaurant. And uh, some of the Memphis guys were there last year, and and uh, I kind of embarrassed one of them, uh, Damon, uh, WA4HFN, Hot Friday Night. Damon. He, oh, Damon, yeah. Damon's there, <laughs> Hot Friday Night, and uh, uh, he uh, he was sitting there with a couple of my other friends. I don't know if any of the Memphis guys are on here tonight, but. Uh, I found out it was his birthday, and there was a table right across the restaurant from them there. And I want to show you what I did to Damon. Watch this. Let me get it <laughs> on here. This is what I did to Damon, and you'll see Damon here. Let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Phone. Here we go. I would have liked to have been a fly on the wall after it that. Was, uh, it, was, <laughs> uh, it was funny. It was funny. We surprised him there. We surprised him for sure. <laughs> yeah. So is uh, Martin going to be there this year, or is he going to stay I, home? No, he'll probably go. Uh, he'll yeah. probably be there. You know, he wasn't at Dayton because he had a, what was it, a, a, a ballerina recital for one of his yeah. granddaughters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that takes priority, of course. Of course. 
Yeah. But, you know, you were talking about Godzilla and Rodan. When I'm starting to gather stuff up for Huntsville, guess who's in the box and on the suitcase? I go. They, they were just in Huntsville. They want to go back. They love the ho- hotels over there. They hate the drive, but they love to get there, and it's Disney World to them, so they think they're going. <laughs> it's it's when they find out that they're not going that things get a little dicey. So, so what do you do? You put them in a room and you close the door and you leave, and then the no, people no, that no, are no, taking no. care of them uh, come in uh, after no, you've gone. No, <laughs> no, I, the, the, they've they've never made an attempt to go out a door, not not without being in their carrier. But no, I have friends that come over and take care of them, and they like the friends better than me. So it's kind of a you know win lose situation for me. Yeah, but did they stay all night? No, no, mm. no, and and then that's that means, when that's when all hell will break loose. You know it. <laughs> well, Godzilla has lately decided that laying on my chest again is fun. So. Oh. Right around 11 o'clock, I get 22 and a half pounds right on the chest. And then to wake me up in the morning, I get the same 22 plus pounds on the chest. And then I get that cold, wet nose on my lips. So it's, so it's pin you down and then give you that wet kiss. And boy, you, are, you fly out of bed. You can absolutely <laughs> fly out of bed. Or when she lays on your chest, you're like, I'm up, I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, that's it's fun. Of course, you know now that they're retired from the shows, it's going to be every time the suitcases come out, they think they're going. Yep. So, yeah. but you no, I am... come up. For, you ought to come up for the uh, the, the New England one there, Rockland. Well, I'm not invited, and I might think about it. Well, I mean, um, you know, Joe Eisenberg is going to be the, uh, uh, the, um, I guess you'd say, uh, Saturday night dinner speaker, and he's going to be talking about uh, his projects and whatever. In fact, he's doing a, he's doing the same thing uh, up here in in Marlboro uh, that he's going to do down there in Huntsville, and I signed up for it. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that um, that, that Saturday class, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, right now, um, I to be honest, outside of Huntsville, Orlando, Dayton, and local ham fest, I really don't have time. And again, you'll find out some of that at Huntsville. I'm not even at liberty to discuss the full ramifications and plans uh, other than ARRNL and I are talking or have talked um, of course, I'm doing the best of the Arduino books for this year. And then I've got two more books beyond that on an unknown topic and an unknown subject other than I will say that it's Arduino related. Well, I went down to the league headquarters, I think it was uh, about a month, uh, no, three weeks ago, three weeks ago. And I looked and I said, uh, hey, wait. Wait, 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 where's Glenn Popeil's uh, book? And the lady looks at me and she goes, oh, we're out of them. I says, really? I says, isn't that a shame? <laughs> yeah, they sold out all that they took to Dayton. Um, and, you know, it's just one of those 
things. You know, I, I'm like, you know, I can't believe it that they're they're still selling so well after three books, and they want a fourth and a fifth and a sixth. But we're already talking, you know, this one, and I've got probably about a third of the projects completed. So that book should be out in time for Dayton next year. And of course, I'm going to be revealing the topic of the next book at Huntsville this year. Oh, so I got to participate. I'm trying to tell you, man. Well, come on, man. Give, Give everybody a hint. Tell them what it starts with. The title of the forum is Arduino, the next generation. Oh, Lord. And it is, where do you go when you've outgrown the Uno and the Nano, and it's not where you think? Hmm. Maybe it's Radio Shack. I don't know. They still got one of those around? Uh-huh. <laughs> <clears throat> no. Well, there's actually a few of them left. The individual franchisees bought it out or something like that. But no. Um this just is something that I've been talking with AWRL for. They actually approached me, and I initially said no, and we've been back and forth ever since. And then something else came along, and um, Dave Minster and I sat down at Orlando and hammered things out, and we pretty much nailed it down at Dayton. And at this point, there are two books in the pipeline beyond this current one. And it is, I will say that it is still Arduino. And that's all I'm saying. Nice. And it's not expensive. And it's not the 26 or $50 <clears throat> Teensy. Oh, cool. Man, I can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> no, buy, I gotta buy me I gotta buy me a little meter and I gotta buy me a little toroid and, and I'm gonna build up me an RF amp meter. Yep. Well you've got your choice of the meters because I'm sure that meter guy will be there at Huntsville. Yeah, oh yeah. I've got yeah. a number of meters here, just I you know. No, you gotta buy a ham a new one at a ham fest. Yeah. You can't use your old junk. It's gotta be I just bought this at the Hams Fest just for this project. <laughs> Well, I like it to have like a zero to one scale or something like that, zero to a hundred on it, you know. Well, I'm Uh, sure you've got one in your junk pile, but it's got to be bought specifically at the Ham Fest for this project. Yeah, yeah. It's just not as much fun. So that'll be a project that we'll do on a show here pretty soon, an RF amp meter tuned for maximum current in your antenna. Yep. We'll see how that works out. Well, you know, you could do it with an Arduino and the TFT and... Build you a little amp meter on the graphic display and do it that way. Well, yeah, because what I'm building doesn't have more than about four parts in it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll get with you and you can uh, you can uh, interface it to your Arduino. Yeah, I'll put it in the pipeline for projects, which right <clears throat> now is a ways out there. If I told you how many years you'd know know stuff, but it's yeah, a ways out there. Yeah. Well, let's see. We've got a few more minutes here. Anybody else want to join us? Uh, just click on the link there and join us on uh, on Zoom. Come on into the show. I'll put it in here again. But needless to say, I am having a lot of fun. Um, I have been ordering a lot of new parts. 
and uh, you'd be amazed at some of the stuff I'm finding. This was part of the reason that I went over to Tom's house this past weekend to look into doing some surface mount work. And we did we did get the surface mount work done for one of the, the sets. The second one, we didn't have the right carrier. I've got that coming. <clears throat> but um, so we're even going to go surface mount with a few things. But I can assure you, anybody can do them. Tom actually did one, and it was a piece of cake. It was a lot bigger than those flea-sized chips that he uses on the balloon boards. Mm. So when I start looking at surface mount, you know stuff's fixing to get really cool because I don't do surface mount. I avoid it like the plague. Yeah, I'm going to put this picture up here, Glenn. And let's see. Bill, is Bill still in there? He's, He's muted. Bill Brown? Bill Brown? Is He's still, still muted. Okay. But he's probably still here. So uh, Bill may be interested in this. Yeah, I'm still here. You may be interested in this. There, there we oh, go. Oh, yeah. I sent that to Tom this afternoon. You like that reflow oven right there? I've looked at those. Um, I'm not sure how I, how do you how do you keep the parts on? Does this, does the uh, paste just hold them? Right. You have to, well, you have a uh, stencil that you can order with your boards and then yeah. you just squeegee it on and then you put your parts in on on the board well, and it's, that's what i'm saying though the the the, the uh the uh but there paste, are mods the, you have to do to this particular oven so the paste itself is going to hold all those parts in place and see i i never ordered the stencil for my uh, for for what i do i i usually sharpen a toothpick <laughs> And uh, as sharp as I can, and I'll put a little paste down with the end of a toothpick. Now, the video that we did with Glenn here, boy, he took a glob of uh, solder paste. He put like a, a tablespoon on each side across all the leads and slopped that chip down there and heated it up. And it did suck all the uh, solder up to the, to the uh, leads. It looked pretty clear, but uh, I was a little worried there that he put about... He put about a thousand percent too much on. You put too much on, and then you're going to get uh, shorts. Well, well, that was part of the experiment: was how much is too much. It sure uh, it, it cleaned much. up. It cleaned <laughs> up pretty good, though. I was surprised. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some people are actually taking a, a toaster that they toast toast with, and. Turn, turn uh, there sideways. are a number of people using toasters. There's a couple brands that are a little better than others, and then they have a control unit that they stick on the toaster <clears throat> to uh, actually control it, uh, the heat and everything. Um, but you want a good uh, reflow oven that has um, some air circulation in it so you don't get hot spots. Yeah. This particular uh, one that you're showing there has been around for quite some time. 
Yeah, it just happened to show up in one of my news feeds today. Yeah, it's been, it's been around for a long time. Yeah, but like I say, I still avoid surface mount like the plague, but for these couple components, that was the only option I had. It was either an SOIC package for the one that we did get to work and then a, a QFN package for the one that I had the wrong carrier for. Well, QFN. And they're almost impossible to uh, hand solder. So yeah, it's uh, you really need to reflow it. The board, the the carrier board that I got says it does the three by three millimeter, but the um, it looked like the way the leads were that if it was three by three, it barely would fit. You had to have it just right, and we didn't do it. But it, yeah, like it wasn't it was really, no. The, the chip was too small. You get the. It looked like yeah. It looked you like get the, the lead. You get the, the pins on the chip over on one side and to connect, and you had an air gap on the other side. So I ordered a a, a set of three by three carrier boards, and they're coming in later this week. There's an outfit called Smartboard that. That's uh, what I tried, and it looked like the leads were too short for a three, even though they said it would work on a three. Uh, they, they have a solder mask on it that allows you to easily hand solder them. Yeah, well, you could see this thing was would suck into position, but it was Access one side channel, was so too it short. Doesn't get shorts. It's a very thick solder mask. Hey, our uh, our our friend uh, JM just joined late. Now, JM, you're going to have to watch the whole show from the beginning. So all of our shows are recorded. Just go to uh, YouTube and you can watch. Uh, you can watch the show tonight. We won't give you any demerits or anything like that if you'll promise to watch the whole show. But uh, if you come in late, you get a demerit. Yeah, you got to watch the whole thing from beginning to end. <clears throat> That's right. Hey, Tom, are you? Uh Testing a board there at your house? No. Oh, well. <laughs> yes. You got, well, a telemetry, oh. you got a telemetry packet from the 16th of July showing up no. on, on WhisperNet. That no. would have been the day I was in his house. Yeah. Uh, you, you posted one. Uh, I... I uh... Yes, I don't know. I, no, the the tracker that we had owned, Glenn, it was it was not W5KB. It was um, AC5CM. So, oh, okay. right, but the telemetry call sign can mess up uh, your existing flight if it gets posted and it got posted. But fortunately, it wasn't at the same time as your other stuff was posting. Yeah, I thought I thought I understood from you if the telemetry wasn't in the same grid square, it wouldn't it wouldn't cause it problems. Well, that's true. Yeah, it wouldn't. But I just noticed that. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm just going through and okay. looking for your telemetry calls. Hey, there was a, there, you know, there is a way. I don't know if you've done this or not, but uh, on on, um, I can't get it to work on uh, APRS. You can right click. You can you can you can left click any spot on the world map, and then if you right click, a little pop up comes up, and you can click on load position. And then that, then you're supposed to be able to tell it. You're supposed to be able to, to change it to the balloon symbol or whatever symbol you want. But I can never make it post right. So it looked like that was a pretty simple way to enter something, but I could never, never get it in there right for some reason. 
you you have you right click on the APRS map? Yeah, go go to APRS and just click anywhere there. Did a uh, did a box come up? Let's see. It does say update my position. Yeah, and it and it's supposed Upload. to update the position that you have clicked on right. on the map. So click on that, and then then you're supposed then you should oh, no, be able. It, it uploads it uploads your current location. Well, but my understanding is you can change it. You can change if it's uh, not right. They say you can even uh, take the mouse and you can you can grab it and move it. So I don't know. I don't fully understand it. You can also change the, uh, uh, you know, the symbol uh, and so forth. I, right. I, I, I can't figure it out. There's a couple options on that. But that would be a simple way to, if, well, if, if it would work, that would be a simple way just to put in a quick, um, you know, a quick position. Well, if I have time, I'll upload it manually. I have a Python script, but I have to, I have, it takes a while. Okay. Well, guys, we're coming close to the end of our two-hour window on shortwave, and I just want to thank everybody out there that's uh, listening on WBCQ on 7490. And uh, if you'd like to join us and watch the show, uh, you can tune into the show every Tuesday uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern. Just go to W5KUB dot com and you can actually see the show and you can enter into the chat room and, and talk with us uh and then of course you can listen to our show on thursdays from 5 to 7 p.m eastern time on wbcq all now right we've got david k0 or k yeah yeah i saw him here but i saw him log on a minute ago. i saw him log on a minute ago hello david where did david go we done run him off now. You must have pretty high speed internet, Glenn. Your picture is always very sharp. Uh cool. I bought a new HD camera a while back. And I'm really like What's your it. what's your internet speed down here? Well, it's wireless, of course. No. Um no, it's yeah. like, what's your internet? It's like five so. meg up, twenty down. That, that usually does a fair job, you know. But that's not yeah. super internet. Yeah, Bill, Bill usually gets about Bill usually gets about five hundred down and about fifty up. Yeah, Bill's about to blow us away once he gets that fiber in the. I know it. Right now it's one point five down and point two up. Holy oh, cow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then when you get the fiber, it's going to be gig up and gig down, and you're not going to know what to do with yourself. Well, a couple, a couple of weeks ago, I did the show from uh, North Carolina, and uh, I was pretty, I was pretty gra uh, grainy. Uh, but I used that new system where where uh, Glenn came in and whatever, and he was clear. So, uh, what are you showing us, Bill? Yeah, this, this is my this is my internet at five G. Yeah, and I'm and doing I'm doing it wireless from maybe ten feet away. And what are you? I can't read it. What are you telling us in the way of speed? Well, um, <clears throat> it says. Wait a minute. If I push there. 
Oh, that was the menu down at the restaurant at the uh, Mexican restaurant he had up. Yeah. Yeah, well, let me see. I, I, I'm trying to figure this out myself. It's going to be in Yankee using units of measurement anyway, so we got to do the conversion factor on it. All right. Hey, guys, remember, remember, looking for help at Huntsville. If you want to come by and be a roving uh, video uh, reporter and help us yeah. out. Uh, we man, need somebody to record my forum. We got you. We got you set up here. Also, Glenn's got a forum going. We would like somebody just to go inside the forum there and uh, uh, video the forum while it's going. And how fast is 60? Minus 60 is what it's got here. You're doing minus 60? Hey, you're sucking the signal out of our end here. Turn that thing off, man. Yeah. Turn the phone the other way. Man, no wonder our no wonder our connection's so bad. He's sucking yeah, 60. He's, he's sucking 60 he's megs out. our speed away. It's going backwards. Yep. I tell you. <laughs> uh, it's a lot better than what it was with dsl i'll tell you that, that much. well yeah yeah that's what we've got over north carolina dsl so uh, five down and about 700 up no i have mississippi internet which is everything's slow because we're just not in a hurry hey good night to everybody out there we have completed our uh after the after the show show uh, thanks a lot for tuning in everybody we'll see you next week 73, that's a ham radio talk for best regards, man. See you later. All right. Well, hey, guys. I'm uh, yeah. I'm getting hungry. I think I want some popcorn tonight, man. Yeah, popcorn sounds good. Hey, Bill, is that your fire, the smoke alarm that keeps beeping? Yeah. yeah I, oh. I, well, I, I have to tell you something right now. Okay, I went and I bought this smoke alarm, okay? the The wire's... The wires on the uh, on the back don't match the wires that are in the ceiling. The the um, the bracket that goes on is too small, so I just have it hanging on a I just have it hanging on a a, a nail out in the dining room, and um, it's been over a year. And I I said to, I I pulled the box out the other day and looked at the paper inside. I said, well, "Where the heck's the battery?" You know. Oh. Um, don't have the battery. It doesn't you have a battery. It. You got to oh. charge it. You got to charge the battery. So it's been chirping for over a year. No. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait months. a minute. What do you mean it doesn't have a battery, but you have to charge your battery? Now that don't make sense. Well, the the other one. It doesn't okay, have you, a battery. The, you, you can change. You you, you turn to the top and the bottom, and you could pull out. And you could get one of those little wafer thingies there and stick it in there and put it back in and put it up. And Okay, the little module. It's a module that you buy that plugs in there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And those things are expensive. Oh. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go look and see if I can find something new. Now, does it have, did you say it had a couple wires that came out of the ceiling that connected to it? Well, yeah. I mean, I had to, the, when they well, put the... When they put the fire alarm system in back I don't uh, know, was it, seven or eight years ago, okay, it was electrical, <clears throat> all right, and, and it had a battery, a, a, a circular battery, you know, to, if it, if it went. But apparently, you know, it had the, the wire was for contacts to indicate an alarm in that zone. 
Unless, unless it was some of these, uh, some of these detectors are 110 volt and they're wired in, at, wired well, in. But it sounds like too. it sounds like his is just uh, just uh, uh, security wires. I was going to say, I just have nine volt batteries in mine. I'm good. Well, I wish I could find one, but the, the, they, the people that do the uh, the insurance on the house, they said that I have to have both this the uh, fire alarm system and the CO2. Well, and that's you know. why I live in Mississippi. Mm. <laughs> well, I live I live where the Blue Bloods live in Boston. So, I mean, you know, what does that say? <laughs> that's why I live in Alabama. I can have goats in the backyard. Oh, Lord My, my neighbor mercy. just bought some geese. <laughs> Put them in his backyard. I truly do have. I have nine goats and two dogs in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, I don't man. Know, mow it. My friend down the road has got chickens in his yard, and he, you know, gets fresh eggs all the time, and he's right in downtown South Haven. <clears throat> hey, hey, there's a good idea uh, from Chris in the chat room. Just uh, leave that detector up there on the wall if you, if your uh, if your people uh, there, inspectors say it has to be up there. Leave it up there. Just uh, cut the speaker loose or something inside, and just, yeah, hey, get you guys. get you another one with a nine volt battery, and just screw it on the ceiling up there next to it. It, Bill, isn't it like water torture to hear, hear that beep go off every few yeah. seconds, or have you just gotten used to it? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I must be deaf. I don't hear the damn thing. How's that? <laughs> mm. <laughs> that would I mean, drive I hear, me. The, I hear the ones that are hardwired. If they go off, and that went off one day, and I went out there to figure out what the heck was going on, and it was like uh, 90 degrees in the kitchen. So I said to myself, well, it must be the heat. <laughs> if you can't hear it, that's a great way to keep house guests from staying very long. So that's a good one. Well, it's it's like when a cricket my, gets in I'm the house, man. Myself. I'm here by myself, Bill. Oh, man. I mean, when a cricket gets in this house, that drives me nuts. Well, the cat should be able to find that in a heartbeat. Oh, they do. And they play with it all night. They won't kill it. <laughs> they, like, they like the sound. They, they, they don't kill bugs. They play with bugs. The only bugs that don't live are flies. Oh. A fly has about a 15-second lifespan. Once hey, it gets I, indoors, I, and I'm sure and those cats, cat. I'm sure they they can just jump up and. <laughs> Rodan's got a five foot nine inch vertical leap. Okay, there's not much room between <clears throat> the ceiling and where that fly can go. Hey, guys, that, that ain't no big deal. I can I can catch a fly with a pair of uh, chopsticks. <laughs> yes, Mister Miyagi, wax it on and wax it off. <laughs> yes, Sensei. <laughs> all right guys it's uh it's late i'm getting hungry i gotta go uh, get this video on youtube i gotta process it for the audio for the short wave and get me some popcorn so i'm gonna get out of here and we will talk to you hey, later. Tom, yeah. one possible uh reason you haven't had good reports back two days ago and uh, i had very few reports from the Gulf of Mexico even two days ago. I think there might have been a uh, a solar flare that yeah. Did, oh, you know, see, yeah. solar flares. There's a big solar flare right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it caused a blackout 
HF blackout because there were hours where I didn't get any reports and it was in the Gulf of Mexico. And today it's working great. So Well, maybe it'll start working when it wakes back up. I, I'm starting to think that you know, solar flare is probably one of the things I'm thinking the and processors... over the weekend there was a con I think a contest going on that was wiping out the whisper band. Oh, okay. So, well I'm also uh, thinking maybe maybe the antenna fell off, you know, who knows? Well, all right, so Dr. Tamadisco posted a day ago, uh, learn the details of back-to-back -back incoming solar storms launched in the Earth strike zone. Find out when and where aurora may be visible. See why amateur radio operators smile when GPS uses drone. So there you go. Uh. All right. <laughs> Well, I'm ready for it to start talking again. Yeah. I thought the ants were doing this intentionally up there, but I, I don't think they are. Yeah, they they want to take a vacation. They don't want you to know where they've tied maybe the, the solar so flare. Can... Maybe the solar flare screwed up our navigation system, and they're you know that could be uh, too. Maybe, maybe <laughs> reverse. Maybe reverse is forward, and forward is reverse now. I don't they know. They just didn't want you to know that they tied the balloon off and were playing off in Asia somewhere. Yeah. All right, so there you go. You see all that red. Yeah, that red right there is what 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 you uh really don't want to see. When was that, Bill? That it's July 18, 19, 20, 21, and twenty two. So the nineteenth, the twentieth, and the twenty first. Okay, there's a fifty percent. Uh, what well, we see today was a sixty percent. Tomorrow's a fifty percent, and Thursday is a thirty percent. Hmm. And that's at high latitudes. Okay, the low latitudes today is a 30% major storm, and tomorrow is a 10% major storm. And what's that's the, the mid-latitudes. Mid what's, what's the website there? Uh, what's it called? Solar flares and particle radiation storm, five-day outlook. <laughs> what's the URL for that, Bill? Uh, on Facebook, it's Space Weather Woman. Space Weather Woman. Okay. I'll yeah. take All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. I'm out of here. Save it three See you everybody. next week. Yep. Good night.